Welcome everyone to Ask Anarchan, our podcast series where we sit down with our experts to talk about an aspect of the work that we do here at Natural Resources Canada. Today, we're talking about bioplastics. What are they? How are they different from regular plastics? And what type of plastic-related research are we doing at Anarchan? For those of you who are new to the show, we call this series Ask Anarchan because we want to hear from you. The purpose of the show is to share with you not only the type of science that we do, but also why we do it. So, at the end of the episode, if you have any questions on this topic, head to Twitter and tweet at us using the hashtag AskAnarchan. Our experts will do their best to answer all relevant questions. Sounds good? Let's get to it. The first of two experts on the show today is research scientist Peter Gogolek. Peter, how are you? I'm very well. Perfect. Um, you work with plastics, correct? Um, my main work with plastics is trying to find energy uses for them, transforming them into uh, a useful product that way. I guess before we can understand what bioplastics are, we kind of need to understand first what are plastics. So if yeah, you can. Sure. Uh, plastics are not uh, a new or even a human invention. Um, nature gave us the first plastic, natural rubber. Um, the world's first uh, synthetic, fully synthetic plastic was something called Bakelite, invented in New York in 1907 by uh, Leo Bakeland. He was also the one who termed the, coined the term plastics. Today, plastics covers just about any material consisting of a wide range of synthetic or semi-synthetic organic compounds that are malleable and can be molded into solid objects. Um, today we have thousands of different plastics, uh, each with different roles and characteristics. One plastic um, can block air from reaching food, another can be transparent, another uh, stretches and bounces back, another will trap air, and another could stop bullets. Um, all these different types of plastics makes our daily life easier. But at the same time, it increases the complexity of how to deal with them once they have outlived their usefulness. Uh, this is one of the reasons why so much emphasis is being placed on trying to identify novel ways to reuse, recycle them, or even to develop new plastics derived from plants that can be easily biodegradable in the environment. So what are bioplastics and how are they different than... Or Typical plastics. Yeah, um, Conventional plastics are derived from a hydrocarbon source, such as natural gas or petroleum. Uh, bioplastics are manufactured from renewable biomass sources, you know, such as vegetable oils, straw, cornstarch, wood, that sort of thing. Are bioplastics and biodegradable plastics the same thing? Um, many people will assume, and uh, this is not totally correct, uh, that if something has, is derived from biomass, uh, then it is biodegradable. However, the use of bio feedstocks does not necessarily mean that the finished product, a plastic or otherwise, will be biodegradable. Uh, for example, a bioplastic called polylactic acid this is the film for straw bales in agriculture, uh, is made from plant feedstocks and is considered biodegradable in commercial composting facilities. But polyethylene, polyethylene terephthalate, 
PET, that's for uh, single-use plastic bottles. Uh, bioplastic made from plant feedstocks is not biodegradable. In other words, bio in bioplastics does not necessarily mean biodegradable. Are bioplastics better than regular plastics? Unfortunately, that's not an easy question to answer. Um, if you produce a non-biodegradable bioplastic using a lot of energy in the manufacturing process, um, much more than a traditional hydrocarbon-based plastic, then the answer is probably no. If, however, a fully biodegradable bioplastic can be developed that is able to replace difficult to recycle plastics, it could have a significant environmental benefit. Is NRCAN involved in plastics research at all? Yes, for many years NRCAN has been involved in plastics research looking at trying to develop new ways of recovering energy from plastics and that's where I've been working. It also has been working in developing the next generation of biodegradable bioplastics. I think we will continue to see interesting discoveries and developments from my colleagues at NRCAN over the next few years, so stay tuned. This is all very interesting. Thank you so much, Peter. Our second guest on today's episode is Jean-François Levasseur, Director of Industry, Innovation and Indigenous Programs Division at the Canadian Forest Service. Jean-François, how are you? Oh, I'm doing very well today, Joël. Awesome. Um, can you start by explaining to us what the Canadian Forest Service is doing to support innovation in the forest industry? Well, the Canadian Forest Service has been long time involved in programs that really target providing like strategic support to R&D and implementing to help implement our bioproducts agenda. And, and really, this is in the context of uh, taking an opportunity, which is the emerging forest bioeconomy, to help the sector diversify its revenue into new products versus what we all know the forest sector being traditional and so that's really what drives the impetus of our investments into R&D of which obviously plastics are going to come in, into play. Speaking of plastics and bioplastics can you give us an example of a project that supports the research and development of bioplastics? Well yeah as I'm, I'm coming back to our agenda for the forest sector is is a little bit larger than just bioplastics so it, it, it involves all forest bioeconomy elements but a good example we do have is uh, in in Quebec City we've got busk bioproducts who's a leading entity in uh, in North America, I would say, who's really working on an emerging PHA-based plastic that's going to be uh, uh, a replacement, compostable and biodegradable, made out of what's, what's fascinating for us is it's the base feedstock material is effluent treatment plant sludges from the pulp and paper industry, which offers a new revenue. They're working also with a really cool new development company, small startup called Sigma DegTev. They specialize in advancing bioplastics so that they're the glue in this project. And lastly, where where we came into play with the, 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 the CFS funding is through NRC in Boucherville, l'Institut des Matériaux. They, they've been working with those two actors to advance that, that really innovative application that's attracting a lot of attention is at the stage of uh, relatively advanced towards com commercialization. Wow, this is really interesting research. Um, 
Are there any, like, are there many cases of bioplastics being produced right now? Well, you, you, it's an interesting question. Without a doubt, bioplastics are garnering a ton of attention these days. We know that there's other pathways, particularly towards PHB and polylactic acid, PLA, mainly out of the agricultural sector. But uh, the, some Canadian pulp and paper companies and forestry companies are working with global researchers to try to advance uh, those, those families of compounds. And, and in a broader sense, the agenda of a forest companies themselves is for diversification into uh, the whole agenda of plastics. And I would argue that biocomposites are also in the same type of challenge and, and family where wood fibers would be introduced into plastics as replacement for light weighting and, and increased recyclability uh, properties. So, so an interesting family and a, certainly an active uh, area of research uh, in Canada. Definitely. Um, what are we as Natural Resources Canada and the government of Canada doing to encourage more bioplastics projects? Okay, that's a, a super timely question. Uh, NRCAN is, is, is currently working on establishing a plastics, well, it's a bioplastics challenge in collaboration with our counterparts at the Agriculture Canada with the goal of really, the main goal is improving that research and advancement around biodegradability of the bio-based plastics that are currently or, or on the verge of, of emerging from either agricultural or wood-based biomass. And what we're seeking to do is find better compatibility with the composting infrastructure, both at home and with cities, because that's still the challenge that bioplastics face today is they're not easily compostable and consequently they're not the whole nine yards biodegradable I would say. So this challenge is there um, if people are interested in, in knowing more about this would they go on the NRCAN website is there another place to look this information up? Uh, actually the challenge is is, is is part of a larger sort of initiative organized from an, by Environment Canada and Environment and Climate Change Canada in its response to the plastic charter signed recently under the G7 this year. And uh, we anticipate this is emerging rapidly. It's going to come out at the uh, Innovation, Science and Economic Development website. The, uh, um, on the, they, they host a challenge website and our NRCAN challenge around bioplastics is going to be posted there imminently. Perfect. Thank you so much, Jean-François, for taking the time to come and talk to us today. No, it's a pleasure. So, this is the end of the episode, but it doesn't mean that it's the end of the conversation. If you have any follow-up questions for Peter and Jean-François, get on Twitter and tweet at us using the hashtag AskNRCAN. Also, if you're interested in learning more about the scientific work that we do here at Natural Resources Canada, check out our online magazine called Simply Science. We have tons of great content for you, including articles, videos, and previous episodes of this podcast series. If you check out the podcast page for this episode, we'll have links available to any relevant material so that you can learn more about bioplastics. The best way to find Simply Science is either to Google it or click on the banner from our website at nrcan.gc.ca. And, as always, if you like this episode and you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or SoundCloud, please consider subscribing so you can check out any previous or future episodes. I think that's it for us today. 
Thank you for listening. We look forward to hearing from you, and we'll see you next time.